was interesting, and it, it is a it's a fairly coruscating portrait mm. of America. And it, I mean, in some ways it's, it seems it's coincided with you, I think, returning to, yeah. to England. I mean, it, there was something depressing about it, really, um, about it, a sort of political pa- passivity mm. in action, how racially divided, uh, mm. in kind of contrast to, I think, some smiling sort of, you know, the, the sort of poster that America yeah. would like to, to put up. The sense of the sort of Bernie Sanders-esque, you know, mm. the divide between rich and poor in the, in the chapter about Dallas. Uh, what is your sort of departing portrait of the place? Um, well, it's. Um, I lived there for 12 years. I quite liked it. <laughs> you know, I mean, there were some things that I didn't like about it guns being one, healthcare being another, even though I always had healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't I live in a country where people didn't? Um, those are the two things that I never really got you know I mean I explored both of them but never really fully understood and um, you know there are my wife is American my kids are American there are things to recommend it you know the the ownership I think people often have more ownership of their lives in terms of like let's do this Mm. you know let's the parents of my son's school in America were much more eager to kind of self-organise and prompt and do you know what I mean Mm. engage them you know the parents that the school is at now in Hagney so there are there were there were things I really did like about it and also and I do think this is kind of significant, even in terms of the emotional toll, although less of that than this. Growing up black in Britain, and also of Barbadian parentage, I'm from a travelling people. We're not Roma, but, you know, my granddad helped build the Panama Canal. Um, if, you, if you're folk are from a small island like that, you move and uh, uh, not everybody but there was movement in your family so most of my extended family are in Toronto they're in the places where Barbados go Toronto Miami uh, you know elsewhere in America and London and so the notion that I might live in America didn't you Mm. know didn't shock me but it also means growing up black here that there's always been another script in my head that's been other than the dominant script, you know, that when people are talking about how great Britain is, I'm like, yeah, well, you know, and, <laughs> and colonialism and slavery and, you know, and, and, and. And so there is a, a way in which being from a group of people who have to tell a different story in order to make sense of themselves and therefore constantly kind of querying the dominant narrative makes it easier to be in another country and do that. Do you know what I mean? Because you start from a basis of mistrust about what the national story is. Mm. And um, so... And it also means I don't think... I'm not... I like Britain. And actually being away from Britain made me like it even more. I think you have to go away to understand your home in a way. Um, But I'm not a patriot in the traditional sense. Mm. 
and so I've always thought there was good and bad here and there was lots to recommend it and lots and lots and so I, I have a similar kind of engagement with America that's terrible that's terrible that's really good and often the really good things are related to the really terrible things you know mm. and so um, more succinctly I guess there is an element of outsiderness here that I carry with me right. and which enables a slightly anthropological eye on where, where you are mm. Do you see America now? I mean, we're just at the end of the Obama presidency, I guess we've got a few, a few months, and you're going to go back to report on Donald and, and Hillary. Is it, there doesn't seem to be, a, I think you say at one point, there doesn't seem to be a particular will or interest to deal with the sorts of problems the majority of families um, and kids in this, in this book are facing, whether they even notice it. And, and even more sort of, you know, there was really angry with the bit we quote Rudolph Giuliani kind of to say, oh, yeah. oh it's just it's black people killing black people. Mm. As though that's just the... Yeah. Oh, that's all right. Oh, that's all right. Then, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was, it was... Do you feel that there is any engagement with the sorts of themes that you're, that you're raising, that urban poverty... A bit, right. yeah, I do. I think a bit, and um, was that on the local? I mean, it's the heroes of the book, and what mm. was hopeful was the kind of local activists. Yeah, the Mario Blacks yeah. and the Judy Williams, and the, yeah, I yeah, I, I think that um, they talk about gun control now in an electoral sense, which they haven't done for many years. Um, that's good. Um, I think. Um, Anything that involves um, healthcare, it, it almost as a dragnet, you know, the, even though it's insufficient, is going to drag some of those people into a kind of, you know, healthcare system. I'm not, com- I'm not completely hopeless. Right. Some of that's because I'm a socialist, and so there's a bit of Pollyanna in me, just like there's got to be hope from somewhere. Yeah. I do find the American polity is so awash with money. None of these people are going to donate to anybody's campaign. And a lot of these characters in this book would be regarded in a popular sense as being unsympathetic or could be easily made to be unsympathetic. And if the children aren't, then their parents can be. And so um, something would have to change in American politics in terms of money and interest in order for these this to be a central problem. The extent to which American politics engages with this it's like, how can we stop that shit getting any worse? Not how can we fix it? Yeah. You know, When I talk about guns or inner city areas they're not talking about massive investment in schools let's have some youth, you know, let's build youth centres in these areas, let's do up the basketball courts, let's kind of make this work. They're not saying that, they're just saying, how can we contain this dysfunction? You're off to cover the election, I have to ask, because we had the... uh, I still haven't seen it, actually, the... um, Debate. The debate. How did you find it? And what's your... What's, your, what's the Gary Young take um, on the on the thought? You know, it, sa- it sounds like tr- you know. It's, we were saying this before, just mm. before we started that it seems 
I, I've been hearing slightly desperate American novelists sort of saying, no, there's no way Trump can win, but then sort of seeing a bit nervous. Well, how, do you, how are you viewing that? I think he could win. I think he probably won't. Um, and I think that there's something... I think there are connections between what's going on in America and what's going on elsewhere. I think kind of most countries have a version of Donald Trump. Mm. You know, if it's Marine Le Pen or the True Finns or Geert Wilders, um, Oban in Hungary. Um, I don't think it's unique to America. Mm. I think, you know, we've come out of this economic crash. An awful lot of people are still not doing very well. America's basic promise and premise, actually, is that every year will be better than the last, that your children's lives will be better than yours. That's not been true for a generation. And people want someone to account for that and to remedy that. And uh, in the absence of anybody creating some kind of route map for kind of turning that around, people get desperate and fall for kind of, you know, hucksters. And, um... Is it the fact he's kind of making these claims, we'll put a wall up, we'll do... The, he, I mean, he sounds like, you know, you know, when there was a, the terrorist uh, bomb went off, you know, we can... I'll just sort that out. We'll just, yeah. It, it, people seem to just want to hear that sentence. They want someone to say it. They yeah. don't want to hear it, this is complicated, or... Yeah, they, they don't want to hear it's complicated, and they don't... They would rather that there were less half measures... And I think kind of they would like someone to blame, you know. And uh, mm. you have Bernie who says, you know, I'm going to blame the bankers. And that does quite well with the similar sort of people who follow Trump. And he's like, I'm going to blame the Mexicans. And it's almost like some people are kind of almost interchangeable. Like, well, at least you're blaming someone, you know. Um, but that... Uh, um, a lot of those people who are following Trump have had a really hard 20, 30 years. I think, you know, I read New York Times this is a while back, white women, working class white women's life expectancy is going down, which is kind of like almost unheard of in the Western mm-hmm. world. And, um, uh, yeah, they're having a terrible time. And um, nobody seems to be doing anything about it. And... Here comes a guy, and he's entertaining, if that's kind of entertaining. I mean, he was literally an entertainer. And, um, yeah, he says very simple, I'll, I'll build this wall, I'll kick them out. Um, you know, for the specifics, you know, Obamacare, I'm going to replace it with something super terrific. <laughs> it's going to be super terrific. You're going to love it. And then I, well, it can't be any worse than what's gone before. I mean, it can be, yeah. but yes. And Clinton's yeah. kind of a good foil for him in a way. I mean, he can Excellent. really get. Yeah, she's been around for you know since '92. She's been on the public scene, or '91 really. Yeah. So that's uh, 25 years. She's implicated in through her husband, who she claims his legacy in an awful lot of this stuff. You know the. Um, NAFTA and Glass-Steagall and welfare reform. She and can't send an email properly. She can, and, and yeah, and then there's this kind of general sense of mistrust. She's in the establishment, and this is not a great time to represent an establishment that 
people feel has failed them. So um, it's not a very, for a lot of people, it's not a very appealing mm-hmm. choice. Um, from the outside world, one seems a lot yeah. more kind of obviously appealing than the other. Yeah. One won't kill us all, the other might. Because my, my wife's married, isn't it? This is an inappropriate question, but how's your wife finally coming out? I mean, we, she, we lived here before for four years. Right. Um, she, um, she likes it here. There are some things here that she finds very odd <laughs> um, um, because they are odd, you know. And in the vein of, I mean, they're not lethal, but they are odd. But in the vein of, you know, not getting guns, she was saying, like, we'll be at the school fate since primary school and there'll be a bottle of wine, you know, that you can win at the tombola. And she'd be like, what the hell? This is a primary school and it's just a bottle of wine just sitting there and, like, you can gamble for it? And, and, and I'll say to her, you know, one of my lines that comes up quite a lot is, you know what, before you mention it, I didn't even think it was weird. Yeah. You know, now you mention it, yes, that is odd. But it's true, actually. Until I went to the States, I didn't realise what a boozer I was, you yeah. know, and, and then you realise this. Sort of yeah, and then you come back and you, yeah. you're saying to your friends, well, let's go out. I'm like, oh, no, cause I've been out and been getting wrecked for three nights solid. <laughs> and you're thinking, you've got a job. You're obviously a functioning alcoholic. <laughs> Told did writing this book. I, I mean, the, you. Yeah. I just, I just read on the way over the, the little, the, the afterward, which was very powerful. I'm about howling at the moon. Yeah, and scre- you know, discreet. I mean, it felt like the book did fit. I mean, it was very elegant and eloquent screen. But did it take? Did did going and just t- for you talking to to these people? Did it leave you? Yeah, it did. It, it's quite depleting, and and I mean, particularly. The 911 calls and revisiting those moments. There's a bit with Samuel Brightman where that really caught me short. Where his mum is asked by the 911 people, you know, is he still conscious? And she says to him, Are you still conscious? And he's, and you hear his voice, and I think, Oh my fucking god, he's alive. He's alive. Like, I started this book on the premise that all the children are dead, and here is, and it's not like I haven't seen videos of them. Some, you know, some of the parents have videos, but hearing him literally dying really kind of caught me short. So, I mean, there is a way that we we don't rationalise these deaths, but we find a way to articulate them months afterwards. But then, when you hear the kind of raw engagement with them in the moment that's very depleting it's not very nice making mothers cry when they talk about their kids and yet that is what you do you know there wasn't an interview with a mum I don't think where where they don't cry Um. And also then tapping them. I'm doing a job here. I'm, I mean, I'm a, I have a moral compass, I hope. But 
you know, and then what? And that, and what, how did you know he was dead? And how did that make you feel? And taught me through the funeral. How, you know, I mean, I'm making them revisit this. And, I mean, obviously, it's much worse for them, but, yeah, it's quite, um, it's quite a hard um, thing to do. Um, do you need to sort of let, for you as a writer, do you need to let it go and sort of move on to something else? And I know writers talk about it, so there's a process, whether it's talking to, to people or that you sort of have to get it out of your system. I, mean, I don't know if you, if you get, you know, you're a father, um, mm. you've got a kid, you know, is this a book that you need to sort of get aw- get away from in a wa- in a way? Um, um, you mean now? Yeah. I mean, I. Are you it's only just out, huh? so. Um, um, but no, I mean, it's it's hard. You know, it's um, it's not an easy subject. There's uh, you know, there's a touch of you know looking at the sun. You don't look at the sun because it hurts. Mm. You know, and it, and it stays with you, and. Um, um, there's a, um, and I I also don't want it to be pornographic. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and and I try to not do that to kind mm. of for it to be sober. Mm. But that's hard. It's just not. It's it's because it's sobering and it's sobering for a reason. Oh, so it was, I mean, it, was, it was absolutely brilliant it was, but it was utterly terrifying it's, it's one of those um, yeah no, thank you very much well thank really, you no I really appreciate it so.